Hey everybody, welcome to the export. I'm Raven X, and alongside me, as always, is Biggie, aka Ethan Tate, aka somebody who I am sure already knows which Tennessee Titans he wants on his fantasy football teams. How you doing today, Ethan? I'm good. I definitely know who I want, so it's gonna be interesting to see when I start um, drafting teams. Cause I'm gonna probably be in like at least two or three leagues this year, yeah. seeing if I can get who I want. Yeah, fantasy football time, it's always a great time of the year. The Extraport Fantasy Football Draft is going to be August 12th at, I think it's 8.30 p.m.? I'll double check, but I think it's at 8.30. should be a great year. And just like we do every year, we have our annual fantasy football guide. That's where Ethan and I break down the players from each position that are considered the safest, ones with the biggest bust potential, the biggest sleepers, players to stash that's come who can come up clutch for you in terms of dynasty and finally rookies to watch out for but before we get to any of that please be sure to check out the xreport.net i repeat the xreport.net for exclusive sports content written by yours truly and fellow export writers previous episodes of our lovely podcast and our youtube channel entitled the X-Report. So let's go ahead and kick things off with the safest players starting off at quarterback for you ethan who is the top guy you will put in this category and then a couple other candidates um the top guy for me right now i'm going to say tom brady and the other um i guess you could say third second and third options i'm going to say justin herbert and josh allen that's fair i also had tom brady as my safest one i mean you always know what you're going to get with tom got some great weapons he's going to be fine other candidates for me, Aaron Rodgers coming off back-to-back MVPs, and then Russell Wilson, who I think is going to have a solid year with the new team. All right, running back, who you got? Running back, I'm going to go with Jonathan Taylor, and my second and third picks are Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb. That's fair. My number one is Nick Chubb. Um, the suspension of Deshaun Watson came out. He's got six games, which we'll talk about more on the the real episode of the podcast later this week but I think no matter what Nick Chubb is still going to be a huge factor of that offense as he is every year and then other candidates being Derrick Henry I think he's going to be healthy he's going to be great and then Aaron Jones who the has been really reliable for the Packers but we just don't talk about him that often because we're always talking about the other Aaron all right wide receiver who you got Wide receiver, this is obvious. Cooper Cup is the number one. And number two are Justin Jefferson and Devontae Adams. I agree with you on the first two, but then my third is going to be Mike Evans. Mike Evans is just a beacon of consistency. He had a 1,000 yards every year he's been in the league. I don't see that changing. All right, tight ends. I feel like we're going to have the same big three, just maybe not in the same order. Yeah, so tight ends are... Uh, obviously, number one is Travis Kelsey. Number two is Mark Andrews. And number three is George Kittle. Yeah, I got Mark, Travis, and George. The reason why I got Mark first is just because, I mean, we talked about it. The Ravens' offense right now is not exactly the most exciting thing in the world. But we know that the connection between Mark Andrews and Lamar Jackson is alive and well. So he's going to see big bucks. All right, kickers. You got a main guy? Uh. I'm gonna main guy for me. I think I'll say Young Hoku. Really, dang! I'm kind of disrespected. I got Justin Tucker as my main guy. I don't know if you have any other candidates, but I go uh, Chris Boswell. Aside from that one year he had a couple years ago, he was missing just about everything. He's been really good for the Steelers, and then Harrison Bucker because you know the Chiefs are gonna score. All right, defense. Who you got? 
Defense, safest defense. Um, in my opinion, I'm gonna say your Ravens. Regardless of you have Marlon Humphrey coming back, you have all of your safe corners coming back, you have Patrick Quinn, you have Calais Campbell. Like you guys are, in my opinion, one of the steady, just consistent defensive units in the NFL, and I think it's still gonna happen as a trend this year. That's fair. Um, I got the Buffalo Bills. I think that. While they may not have superstars at every level, they have some really good guys. Tredavious White is a terrific cornerback. Tremaine Edmonds is a great linebacker, defensive line. You just bring in Von Miller. He's going to help that pass rush a lot. So for a defense that I believe ranked first overall last year, I'm like 99% sure that's the truth, I think that they can do it again and possibly be even better, like I said, with the addition of Vaughn. Uh, possible other candidates, New Orleans Saints and the Green Bay Packers. All right, let's go ahead and move on to the players with the biggest bust potential. Starting off at quarterback, I'm going to say Dak Prescott. He mentioned that he thinks this is going to be his golden year, his best year yet. I'm not sold, especially because if you look at the receiving core, they're a bit depleted. Michael Gallup isn't expected to be ready early in the season. CeeDee Lamb is great, but you got to get some more help out there with him. You don't know what Jalen Tolbert's going to do, the rookie. James Washington is another question mark. I'm not loving the prospect of Dak Prescott being a great fantasy quarterback this year. And then some other candidates, Jalen Hurts, just the question of if he's going to really be able to evolve and be that steady player. And then Derek Carr, got all the weapons, but you got to learn how to use them. For me, my number one is about to surprise you. It's probably going to surprise everybody. Is it Pat? My number one is Aaron Rodgers. Okay. And the reason I have Aaron Rodgers as my number one in this category is simply because we don't, outside of Robert Tunyon, we don't know what his weapons are going to look like in the positions that they're placed in. Like, Alan Lazard, I'm a big guy on him. I think he could be a number one, but we don't know. And his other receivers, honestly, if you don't, if you're not a Packers fan, you don't know who they are at all. And I think that they could play a big part. I, it's not necessarily the fact that he's not the, a supreme talented quarterback, but the weapons that he has are they capable of being productive pieces? No, my t- second option is Dak Prescott. I completely agree, and I hate to say it because he's my one of my. Honestly, he is my favorite quarterback. My third is probably Lamar. For the similar reasons of Aaron Rodgers, his is his weapons now that Hollywood's gone. Really, Dak is your favorite quarterback? That's no, heck no. Lamar oh, is. oh, okay. You scared me. I was gonna say, dang, Dak of all people. No, that, okay. No, 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 no. I, 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 I'm like, I kind of like Dak because he's an African American quarterback, but then I also don't. But, like, Lamar is my favorite quarterback in the NFL. That's right. I, I like Dak and how much he's an advocate for mental health. I think that's very important, especially with him being a black man. Mental health is a very stigmatized conversation within the black community, so it's really nice seeing a man of his stature acknowledge it. But, all right, let's go ahead and look at running backs. For me, number one, Damian Harris. Had a great year this past year with New England, but we all know that the Patriots are not loyal to a certain back. They use a lot of running back by committee. You look at they just brought in Pierre Strong, who is expected to play a similar role to what James uh, James White did. Ramondre Stevenson showed some flashes. I think Damian Harris is going to be solid, but I don't think he's going to put up the big numbers that he did this past year. Um, other candidates, James Conner, another guy who I don't think he's going to replicate what he was able to do. And the Raheem Moster with the Dolphins, yes, he's fast. Yes, he's elusive, but he can't stay healthy. I wouldn't want to run the risk of drafting him. Um, for me, my number, 
my number one is Raheem Mostert for everything that we stated. When he's on the field, he can be super productive. He had he's the fat. In my opinion, he might be the fastest running back in the NFL. But the thing of it is, is he can't stay healthy. And number two and three, in my personal opinion, are the two Bills potential starting running backs in Zach Moss and Devin Singletary. That's fair. I, I'd have a hard time drafting Bills running backs, or at least I have in the past few years, so I get it. All right, wide receiver. For me, I'm going Tyreek Hill. I know everybody saw that 65-yard throw that Tua made in practice, but that's practice. Who cares? He's got to be able to do it consistently in a game, and I don't know if he can do that. And then also, I think something that everybody's forgotten about, including myself, is Tua has had a lot of injury concerns. So we may be talking about his deep ball and if he'll be able to get the ball out to Tyreek. Another question is, is he even going to be available this year? And if you're Tyreek Hill, it's a lot of unknowns coming into this season. So for me, if I'm taking the first run wide receiver off the board, it's not going to be Tyreek other guys DK Metcalf I mean it's a pretty big drop off going from Russell Wilson to Geno Smith and or Drew Locke so unless he can really show that he's quarterback proof expect his numbers not to look as great and then finally Debo Samuel he finally got his money that's great he played the wide back position looked amazing but it's crazy to expect he's going to be able to do the same thing this upcoming year especially with defenses having more tape on him Uh, for me my number one option I'm surprised he wasn't on your in your um, category, in your list, is Amari Cooper. He's a guy that, you said what? I I guess I didn't put him up here just because I don't think Amari Cooper would was going to be doing too much anyway. So, yeah. But, yeah, for me, my number one guy is Amari Cooper. He's a guy that kind of has a, a, a star-level name attached to him, but he doesn't at times produce star level um, quality play and now especially with the suspension of Deshaun Watson and you're bringing in Jacoby Brissett I think this definitely going to hinder him even more so he's my number one guy my number two uh, I'm going to also agree with you with DK Metcalf because I just think that the drop in quarterback play is such a big gap that this definitely going to affect him and another guy I don't want to say it because I love the guy, but I got to go with A.J. Brown. And it's only because of Jalen Hurts as a quarterback. He has to prove that he's a a, um, a comparable passer to have a star wide receiver in the upper echelon of fantasy points. All right. Tight ends. Uh, I'm going Darren Waller. It's a lot of mouth to feed, mouths to feed now in Las Vegas with Devontae Adams coming. Um, Hunter Renfro. Yes, I do still think that Darren Waller is going to have a really good year in terms of just comparing him to other tight ends. But I think it's a bit ludicrous to think he's going to put up those crazy out-of-this-world numbers, especially assuming that the other two wideouts I just mentioned stay healthy. Other candidates, uh, Dalton Schultz. Yes, he wants a big deal, and Dallas does like their tight ends. But I think I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see as great of a year from Dalton Schultz as we did last year. And then another one, Noah Fant. Um, I think that because he does have that chemistry with Drew Locke, that's a plus. But he's also going to be playing with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, who I think are going to get more targets. So, for me, my number one is um, Darren Waller as well, simply because, like you stated, it's a lot of mouths to feed. You have Devontae Adams. You have Hunter Renfro. You also have a guy that a lot of people, for whatever reason, seem to forget about in Josh Jacobs. Um and he's a productive back. So you have a lot of weapons on the offense, and you're going to have to spread the ball around to everyone. So I don't think that Darren Wallace is going to have 
as dominant of a season as he had has had in the past. My other candidates are Zach Ertz for a similar reason. He's in Arizona. They have a lot of weapons. I also know that for the time being, DeAndre Hopkins is suspended, but they still have really good weapons at wideout. And James Conner could be a good to a slightly above average back at times. Also, uh, Noah Fun for everything that you stated. He He's going on to a team that has better weapons outside. He also still has a questionable quarterback in Drew Locke. All right, so kicker, my number one is Matt Crosby. I mean, I'm kind of surprised that he still has a job in Green Bay, just how bad he he crapped the bed this past season. But, I mean, I'm not expecting much to really change on that front. I don't think he's going to be making a lot of kicks, which I think could eventually end up hurting the Packers if they're not able to secure as many touchdowns as they have in the past. Other candidates, uh, kicker for the Raiders, Daniel Carson. And then Evan McPherson for the Bengals had a standout rookie year this past season, I think it's going to be hard to kind of replicate that success. Uh, I definitely agree with uh, Max Crosby. Uh, it's hard for me to go against. It's hard for me to go against Evan McPherson for one. He had a great year. I think kickers when they start good, they end good unless they just go too long, and I think that's what happened. So the only person I have is Matt Crosby. I'd agree with you if I didn't see what happened to Dan Bailey. I think when he was with the Cowboys for several years, he was like a 90% kicker. And then he started bouncing around, then his, it got rough. So, I like Evan McPherson, though, even though he went to Florida. he's He's got swag. He's cool. But, I don't know. I wouldn't be shocked. I'll say this. I don't think he's going to put up as many fantasy points as he did last year. I'll say that. All right, and then defenses. My number one is the Dallas Cowboys. I understand everybody is really hyped up about the young duo of Micah Parsons and Trayvon Diggs, and rightfully so. They both had really breakout years this past year, but that doesn't cover up the other holes on their roster. Demarcus Lawrence is a solid edge rusher. They think they're going to get a lot out of Sam Williams, the rookie. That's cool and all, but I don't expect this Cowboys defense to be one that's going to be producing on a week-to-week level. And then other candidates, San Fran and then Cleveland. Yeah, mine's actually now that you said it, mine's is Cleveland. Um, that defense has a lot of hype because of Miles Garrett. But when you think when you look outside of Miles Garrett, yes they have Denzel Ward and Grant Delpy, but they don't really have any other playmakers in any other position. And for whatever reason, people are still hyping up Jadavian Clowney like he's just a premium um, addition to a defense. I also know that I'm kind of salty because we had him in Tennessee and he was absolute garbage. But this thing to hear though, there other candidates are the um, Cowboys and the Jets. I'm going to throw the Browns a bone because Jer- Jeremiah Ouso Karamoa was one of the better rookies last year. I know we all talked about Michael Parsons, but JLK had a really good year too. So, But yeah, outside of I think Grant's going to ball out. We know Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward. I would say JOK, and then the rest is kind of just, you don't really know. All right, let's go ahead and talk about sleeper picks, starting off with quarterbacks. Who you got? Sleeper picks, uh, what I am going to say is another is going to shock other people. But I'm going to say Ryan Tannehill, and I'm going to explain the reason as to why I say Ryan Tannehill. A big reason I believe he should be considered a sleeper pick is because now he has a healthy Derrick Henry back and you're going to get a lot of teams that are going to load up the box and you're going to have 
guys on the outside that are in one-on-one coverage. I personally think that Robert, Robert Woods is going to continue to be a thousand-yard receiver. And the thing with Ryan Tannehill, he also provides mobility with his legs. And I think that that's going to be utilized still a little bit in his offense. Uh, also, other options are I'm going to go with another wild card. I'm going to say Zach Wilson. I think he's going to make a nice improvement in his second year. He has some better weapons at wide out. He has a better tight end. And, uh, hey, will we consider Jameis a sleeper? I have him as one of my sleepers. Okay, so yeah, Jameis. All right, my number one is Lamar Jackson. I know I pretty much just ragged on the receiving core not too long ago, and I stand by that. But what's working to his benefit is he's going to get his other two running backs healthy, uh, Jeff. J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards. His offensive line is a billion times better than what it was last year, especially if we can get Ronnie Stanley back in front of him. He's going to have great Mark Andrews, and then Isaiah likely is looking like he's coming on to be a really good second tight end. So all in all, things are really working out in his benefit. May He doesn't have a superstar wideout, but I think that Baltimore has put enough pieces in front of him to where he can be effective, to where he can have more time to throw. And more importantly, he can show off his athleticism, especially if he can stay healthy. So I think that Lamar can do some big things other candidates i said i had Jameis, and if we're going deep sleepers i'm gonna say drew lock i know nobody is expecting drew lock to do anything and don't get me wrong i'm not sitting here saying that i would draft him but if you need a quarterback on a waiver i think drew lock could possibly be that i mean like we mentioned he's gonna have better weapons around him and lock it and metcalf a solid run game the um, Seahawks have put in a lot of money to try to improve that offensive line. And so I think that this could really be a chance for Drew Locke to prove that he's solid. But like I said, that's a very deep, deep sleeper. All right, running backs. Running backs. Ooh, I'm going to go with A.J. Dillon. Granted, I understand that I know that him and Aaron Jones are going to split carries. But I think that they're going to be equally productive while they're splitting carries. I'm not going to say that I think they're both going to get a thousand yards. I think one's going to get a thousand yards and one's going to get really close. And I think A.J. Dillon is going to be the guy that gets really close. Other sleeper candidates, in my opinion, are Josh Jacobs of the Raiders. I know we just talked about this, a lot of weapons that they have, but he's also a guy that when he's healthy, he runs hard and he runs angry. And another option is Kareem Hunt. All right, for me, I'm going Clyde Edwards Hilaire is my one. So much has been made about what the Chiefs have lost in Tyreek Hill and the other receivers they brought in from Sky Moore, Juju Smith-Schuster, MVS. That's cool and all, but I think probably one of the biggest winners right now for the Chiefs offensively is their run game. You're not going to be able to just throw the ball 45, 50 times a game. you got to actually start running the ball to create more opportunities. I know Clyde at times got outplayed by Jarek McKinnon. But I think that this is going to be a really good third year for him. I think that he's going to show why he was a first-round pick and why running backs are still in vogue. Uh, other candidates, Saquon Barkley, I think that if he stays healthy, he's going to rush for at least 1,000 yards, be the best offensive player in New York. And then I'm going to show Zeke some love. I know these past couple of years have been rough, very inconsistent. It's not necessarily fun to watch Zeke get three or four points on your fantasy team. But I do think that if Zeke was going to quiet the doubters, this would be the year to do it. And I think that he can. All right, wide receivers. Wide receivers. 
Is it weird that I want to say Alan Lazard, even though I just said <laughs> Aaron Rodgers might be the biggest uh, letdown? No. So, yeah, if that's the case, I'm going Alan Lazard is number one. He's stepping into a number one role at Green Bay. Uh, I'm also going to throw my guy Robert Woods out there. I think he's going to really, he's going to really uh, step up and make plays. And another guy that I'm going to say is, uh, shoot, what's his name? The place for Pittsburgh, not Chase Claypool. Oh, Deontay Johnson. Yeah, Deontay Johnson. I'm going to throw him in there as well. Okay, that's fair. Uh, for me, I'm going to start off with Hollywood Brown. I've, like I said, I've said a lot of stuff about the Baltimore Ravens receiving core, and a big reason why we're talking about this more is because Hollywood is now in Arizona. And not only is he in Arizona, but he's going to a team that loves to throw the ball. Their number one receiver, DeAndre Hopkins, is not there. So he has a chance to really flourish in those first few weeks of the season. It's just a matter of if he can stay healthy. Uh, other candidates, Darnell Mooney. He quietly had over 1,000 yards, and yes, you can make the argument that Chicago had nobody else to get the ball out to, but Darnell Mooney is really solid, especially when the ball is in the air. He gets to you those yak yards. I think that he could be a solid addition because, once again, it's not like Chicago really has anybody else to get the ball out to at wide receiver. And then finally, Jalen Waddle. I know that everybody's hyped up about um, Tyreek Hill being there, but let's not act like Jalen Waddle didn't have a really good rookie year himself. I think that, that he can really carry that over. All right, tight ends. Tight ends, sleepers. Uh... I don't, it's hard for me to throw him in this category, but I, I'm still going to do it. I want to say Kyle Pitts. Mm-hmm. And the reason it's hard for me to throw him in the sleeper category is because he had a really, a really successful last season. But the difference is, is now that, now he has a new quarterback that has question marks. So I think he's a guy that even though he has a, a somewhat bad quarterback, I'm not even going to say bad, but a quarterback that has to prove himself, I still think he's going to produce. Uh, other other guys are Austin Hooper and uh, no, nah, I'm not even gonna say his name because he's been letting me down every year. So I'm just gonna change my mind. Who are you gonna say? David and Joku. Oh, that's fair. All right. Um, for me, tight end, I'm gonna stick with Chicago. I'm gonna say Cole Komet. This Cole commits what, third, fourth year in the league, and I think each year he's progressively gotten better. He's not going to have to share any snaps with Jimmy Graham. He'll really get the chance to flourish, and I think that he and Justin Fields really were starting to develop some chemistry as the season wore on this past year, and I think that that can carry over because it's going to be another kind of similar situation, kind of like with Baltimore, where the receiving core is not exactly there, so quarterbacks rely on their tight end, so that could be Cole commit. Uh, I also had Austin Hooper as a sleeper. I think Austin Hooper is going to be really solid this year. And then C.J. Uzama. I know that the Jets have invested quite a lot of money and even some draft picks into the tight end position. But of the bunch, I think C.J. Uzama is still the best. All right, kickers. If you got one. I don't. Okay. My sleeper is Matt Gay, kicker for the Rams. Um, he did really well for me this past season, and I think that the Rams are still going to be a high-scoring offense. So you get a high-scoring offense, essentially that's going to help you get kicks. Um, and then also, other candidates, Greg Zarlon with the Jets. I think the Jets' offense overall is going to be a lot better than what we've seen. And then uh, Greg Joseph, which I know is a blasphemous name, but I think that the Vikings are going to be another offense that are going to be in positions to score, and Greg Joseph's name is going to be called on quite a bit. All right, last one, defensive players. 
Defense, uh, for me, I'm going to say the Tennessee Titans. I know I'm showing my Titans a lot of love, but it is what it is. Uh, I think last season they had a really, they had like a up and down season. Defense, like they had really great moments, i.e. the nine-set game against the Bengals in the playoffs. And they also had like moments where you scratched your head, like how did you give up that play? But I think a big thing is this is like the second year of them actually having a defensive coordinator and you're bringing back a lot of guys that have like really good potential. You're bringing back a Christian Fulton who can step into the role of being the cornerback one. You don't have old man Janoris Jenkins that was getting burnt by every burnt by everyone. You have a Caleb Farley who when he was on the field he showed flashes. You also have my guy, Big Jeff, the second best defensive tackle in the NFL, in my opinion. You have Danico Audrey, who is a slept on defensive lineman. You have Harold Landry, who I I don't think he's going to have that same level of production that he had last season. I think he led the NFL in sacks, so he was close. But he he's a guy that can get you double-digit sacks. Bud Dupree, he didn't have amazing sack numbers, but he was a guy they did a lot of dirty work for that defense and like free people up by him getting blocked. And I think you have some, we have some solid linebackers. David Long is a guy that um, made some flashy plays. He's a smaller linebacker in size, but he's super athletic and he's super fast and he gets to the ball. And when he gets to the ball, you know he's there because he's laying a big hit. So I think the Titans, uh, also, I definitely would throw the New York Jets, which is weird because I, I just like their overall defensive front, but, and I think they can get them some uh, good fantasy points as a defense and the Steelers. All right, so kind of going back to what you said about Harold Landry, he had 12 sacks last year, which I think was the first time he hit double-digit sacks. But I think I do agree with you with regards to Bud Dupree doing the dirty work. I think because Bud Dupree was there, offensive lines kind of focused more on him, which opened things up for Harold Landry and Co. So I feel you. Um, I'm going to go with their division rival, though. I'm going to say the Indianapolis Colts. I think that the Indianapolis Colts have made a lot of great defensive additions, trading for Yannick Ngakwe to help shore up that defensive line. Stephon Gilmore is going to be there to be their new number one corner. Though I don't necessarily love what they did on offense, I love what they did on defense. And I think that defense can really become really stifling and create a lot of turnovers. Um, Other candidates being the Denver Broncos. I think that even though they may not have a superstar, I guess the closest thing you could probably say that is like Justin Simmons and um, Pat Sertan. I think it's pretty safe to say that the Broncos defense is very balanced and has a chance to really be competitive. And then I'm going to say the Minnesota Vikings, another team that has so much talent. Maybe this will be the finally be the year that they can put it all together. All right, let's go ahead and talk about the players to stash. Sash, who could come up clutch for you, particularly in Dynasty League. So for me, I'm going to start off with quarterbacks, and I'm going to say Zach Wilson. I think Zach Wilson has a chance to really ball out. We talked about Mac Jones being the best rookie quarterback a year ago. I think that in the sophomore campaign, I think that Zach Wilson can be that guy. He has some great weapons around him. The offensive line is improved. And plus, he's going to have a nice run game. So I think he could really do some things for you, even not this year, but going into the future. Uh, other candidates being Matt Corral and Trey Lance. Uh, for me, my number one guy is going to be Kenny Pickett. I think we obviously have um it's coming out that for the time being that Mitchell Trubisky is going to be the starting quarterback or he has the leg up in the quarterback competition. 
but I don't think that he's going to be the starting quarterback for long. But then you insert a guy in Kenny Pickett where you, he has weapons. Like, he has um, Devontae Johnson. He has, even though, in my opinion, he's underperformed and he's ran his mouth too much, you have a guy in Chase Claypool that can make plays. You have um, Najee Harris who can also catch and run the ball. So I think he's a good guy to stash at the quarterback position. I also agree with you with Zach Wilson. And I'm going to throw the super lob and say Malik Willis. That's fair. Especially in Dynasty League, you got patience. Running back, I'm going to say Tony Pollard. In terms of explosiveness, I don't think really body, anybody will really argue that he's more explosive than Zeke. Zeke is still going to get those RB1 carries, but just know whenever Tony Pollard gets on the field, he's going to make some plays, whether that be in the receiving game, the run game, and even the return game where he was a great returner in Memphis. So I think that eventually, I think that he's going to start seeing more carries and possibly even split carries with Zeke, even if it's not necessarily this year. And other candidates will be Ramondre Stevenson of the New England Patriots and then Kenneth Gainwell of Philly, who's been taking some first-team reps. And honestly, with Miles Sanders on the last year of his deal, this could possibly be the chance for him to step up and take over. So I'm also going with Tony Pollard. You know, I'm a Memphian. I got to go with my Memphian guy. But I think him, I also agree with you with Kenny Gainwell. And I'm uh, I'm going the Memphis triple. I'm also going Antonio Gibson. Look at all this Memphis love. I'll say this. Memphis can put out some running backs. All right. Wide receivers, I'm saying Devontae Smith. I know that everybody's really hyped up about A.J. Brown being on the Eagles, and rightfully so because he's a great receiver, easily their best receiver. But that's going to open up some things for Devontae Smith, and it may not be readily apparent as the season winds down. I think that Devontae Smith is really going to make a name for himself. Um, other candidates being Jamison Williams, rookie wide out for the Lions. It's no telling when exactly he's going to be able to take the field, but he is the most explosive wide receiver on their roster, and I think that he's going to become a fast favorite of Jared Goff or whoever they end up having playing quarterback over the next couple of years. And then Rashad Bateman in Baltimore. Right now he looks like he's poised to be the number one guy, and I don't see reasons why not. He showed some flashes last year, and I'm interested to see what he'll be able to do as he continues to get more comfortable in that lead and receiver role. Uh, for me, my guy is uh, Jamison Williams. For everything that you stated, he in college he showed to be the most electric, most game changing wide receiver. And when you have that type of speed, I don't. I it's, it normally doesn't translate, but I think he has the ability to make it translate. Another guy is also, in my opinion, his teammate Amon Ross St. Brown. He had a really productive year last year, and I'm I'm throwing another rookie out there. I'm throwing Chris Olave um, out of Ohio State. I can see that. All right, tight ends. I'm going Isaiah Likely. I mentioned him a bit ago when I was talking about Lamar, but I do think that Isaiah Likely's athleticism is going to help him rise to the ranks of that second tight end role. And Baltimore likes to run a lot of two tight end sets. And with his athleticism, like I said, I think he's going to be able to make some big plays for them. Even if it's not immediate, I think down the line he's going to prove himself to be a really solid backup tight end um, on your fantasy team. And then other candidates being Pat Fryermuth out of Pittsburgh. He had a really solid rookie year, and I think that he's going to continue to build on that, especially as he and Kenny Pickett uh, develop, develop more chemistry. And then Harrison Bryant for the Cleveland Browns. Like you mentioned, David Njoku is a bit inconsistent, and I think that they're going to have to rely on Harrison Bryant a bit more than they would anticipate, especially because they just gave David Njoku a bag. But I think Harrison will be solid. 
All right, last and certainly not least, rookies to watch out for. Starting off with quarterback, who you got? Even though it's not like many rookies, if I'd be shocked if more than two rookies see the field this year. Yeah, so quarterback, again, Kenny Pickett. Yeah. Um, yeah, my quarterback as well is Kenny Pickett. I think he'll probably be, like I said, I think by week four, week five, he's going to start seeing the field. Um, and and we kind of talked about it. Pittsburgh has some sneaky, really solid weapons out wide receiver. So I think that's going to help him out a lot. And then, of course, Najee Harris in the backfield. Uh, other candidates being Desmond Ritter. I think that Marcus Mariota is fine. But I think everybody knows that it's just a matter of time before he ends up suffering some sort of injury. And so because of that, I think that we're going to see Desmond Ritter at least some this year. And then Malik Willis will be my third guy if I had to pick one. All right, running backs, who you got? Um, running back, I have um, Hassan Haskins. He's from – Went to Michigan. Yeah, Michigan. He's a, uh, he's a speedy back, and I think he's someone that's going to – with his speed, he's going to be able to get uh, some time early. Might not be a starting level running back, but he might be able to split carries. All right, for me, I'm going Brees Hall. I love Brees Hall coming out of Iowa State, and I think that he's going to be a great addition for New York's backfield. I know that people are kind of saying they still like Michael Carter and they're expecting big things of him, but if I had to pick between the two, I'm going Brees Hall any and every day. I think he's going to be a really have a really good year. Other candidates for me being Kenneth Walker, uh, playing for Seattle. Rashad Penny has not proven that he can be healthy, so I think that's going to open up some things for Kenneth in that backfield. And then James Cook with Buffalo. Ethan, you and I have talked about it quite a bit. The Buffalo Bills have to create a more balanced offense if they want to get over the hump. And I think that James Conner, I mean James Cook, can help them do that. All right, rookie wide receivers. This is probably the hardest one to pick for me. Uh, for me, I'm going to say we've talked about it numerous of times how we think Zach Wilson is going to have a better season, and I think a big reason why he's going to have a better season is because he actually he now has a wide receiver that could potentially become his number one and um, Gary Wilson. I think he's a guy that is going to have a good to maybe slightly uh, slightly above good season. I also am going to say Chris Olave and Jamison Williams are my other guys that I'm going in the category. I'm surprised you ain't throw your boy Traylon, Traylon Burks a bone. Uh, I got to see more in, in trying to count. And I actually got to see him against, like, other, like, in pass and against a, another team. That is very true. All right. Um, For me, I'm going Drake London. Atlanta right now is probably, well, they're up there in terms of being the most talent-deficient teams in the league. However, that's why you get guys like Drake London, those big physical guys who are really aggressive at the point of attack can seemingly make any catch. I think that Drake London and Kyle Pitts have potential to be one of the better wide receiver tight end duos that we've seen in the past few years. It may not happen immediately just because Marcus Mariota is not, you know, the long-term answer, but I do think that this year he's still going to end up leading the team in in receiving yards and it's not going to necessarily be close, aside from Kyle Pitts, of course. And then other candidates being Christian Watson – with the Packers and then Jahan Dotson with Washington. All right, last but not least, you got any rookie tight ends for me or you want me to go? 
I'll let you go. All right. Uh, my top guy, he, he wasn't the first tight end off the board, but I'm going to say Greg DeLuch out of UCLA, plays for the Denver Broncos. Reports coming out of Denver that they love him. They think that he can really carve out a big role and possibly even supplant Albert O as that top tight end in Denver. We know how much um, they're going to be throwing the ball more with Russell Wilson being there, and I think Greg Jalouche is going to be the benefit of that. Um, and other candidates being Trey McBride, rookie for Arizona. I know that Zach Ertz is the guy there, but Zach Ertz is another guy who's had a hard time staying healthy, which could create opportunities for McBride sometime down the line. And then Jelani Woods with the Colts, they're looking for an effective pass catcher. Jelani Woods could be that. But all right, that is our 2022 fantasy football guide. Thank you guys so much for listening. As always, please be sure to check out the xreport.net i repeat xreport.net for exclusive sports content written by yours truly and fellow export writers previous episodes of our lovely podcast and our youtube channel entitled the x report ethan anything else you want to say before we close this bad boy out uh i hope everybody get i hope everyone does their homework i hope everyone unless you're playing me gets to draft the people that you want to draft okay i feel that um i second that Love fantasy football season. I'm excited. I'm trying to wait to really start drafting teams because I want to at least get to the preseason because then you mess around, you draft too early, and then people start getting hurt. That happened to me a few years ago when I drafted Jordy Nelson and he tore his ACL in the preseason. So that was fun. But uh, I, I know I asked – I think the last time I asked you a fantasy football because I said, who would you take number one overall? All right. And I think you said what? Was it Coop and uh, Jonathan Taylor you said? I think something like that, yeah. Okay. So, let's say, all right, so typically with fantasy football drafts, you get the back, like let's say you're the 10th overall pick or the last pick of the round. You get back-to-back. If you could get two players, secure them, have no doubt, who would it be? Two players back-to-back that secured that, uh... Am I picking any two or any two, like making a realistic choice? Realistic choice. Let's just say the first round of the draft is over. So you know the bigger name guys. Like, I'm sure Jonathan Taylor's going to be gone. Coop's probably going to be gone. So, like, realistically, back-to-back picks. Back-to-back picks. Uh, I'm going... Allen Robinson. Okay. And it depends on how I want my team. But with this, I'm gonna say Allen Robinson and Daramony. That's all right. I would go because running backs are hard to find, so I think I'd have to secure one early. So I think I would go Aaron Jones. And then for a wide out, uh, that's that's the hard part because there's so many options. But who I would think would actually be there, I go Aaron Jones and almost said Cortland Sutton, but I feel like that's a little early. But, you know, it's screw it. I'll go Cortland Sutton. I think Cortland Sutton's going to have a big year too. But, Hopefully this helps you guys out with your fantasy team. If you guys end up winning a championship because of listening to this, thank you. And we we will take any form of payment you'd like to give. But thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you all next time.